for glory, but e-buggy pays the bills. Welcome to the No Name RC Podcast. Get ready for some serious bench racing. But be warned, we speak our minds, express our thoughts, and sometimes things can get a little rowdy. Hate, and he just was influenced by the hate coming from the left, the hate coming from the right. And let's get back to more club racing and less of this money-grabbing good racing. It's hard not to be arrogant when you're always right. Yeah. See what I mean? That's exactly why people call you arrogant, Max. You may not agree with everything we say, but it's definitely worth a listen. And our pick, can you stop whatever you're doing? Join your host, Leslie the Great, with co-host and guests as they get together <laughs> to chat our scene. Hey, after that race that I watched this morning, I have to talk about it. Yes, indeed. Nitro's the glory, but e-buggy pays the bills. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode number 212 of the No Name RC podcast. I'm your host, Keenan White, a.k.a. Lefty the Great. And joining me this week is my on-road co-host, Hefty Jesus, who's on to talk a little bit of on-road nationals and stuff like that. What's been going on with him? Uh, I I know everybody's been waiting for my RCGP and Masters of Dirt recap, but tomorrow or when i'm when i'm actually recording this uh then to pro- the next day i'll be recording with brent and lucas to see to talk masters of dirt and then when jq gets back from the swedish nationals later on this weekend we'll do a little rcgp live uh, i think we're going to do a live next week and of course we also have a full podcast next week with questions for max but with that said i just want to say thank you to all of the nnrc squad around the world without you guys i couldn't do this thank you for everything that you do supporting me uh you know, supporting the podcast, it means a lot. I met a lot of new people this past weekend at Masters of Dirt. It was great to see a lot of people I didn't even know that listened to the podcast. That was awesome to see. Shout out to all those people I met at uh, Masters of Dirt and RCGP. Don't worry. We're going to talk about all of that here uh, tomorrow and, and a preview on another podcast. But with all that said, I just I just had a great time. I'm just back home. I got home yesterday. I'm in the booth again. Her. I couldn't wait to get home. I'm, I'm anxious to talk about everything. I just can't wait. Also, big shout out to the patrons of the podcast. I have a whole lot of silly season news going on. I'm about to drop a silly season live or patron only podcast for those guys. So I'll let you know when that's going to happen. Silly season's there. I've been in camping mode for a long time, but boom, I see you silly season. There you are. So yeah, patrons, you got a little treat this week, uh, later on this week about all the silly season news that I've been hearing. Uh, Thank you to the awesome sponsors. uh, Companies that support the NNRC have choose to advertise on the NNRC. We are going to 2023. We'll be looking for other companies. Uh, just getting all our sponsorship one pages and whatnot done. So we'll be sending those out soon. If your company are interested in advertising here on the NNRC, uh, let me know. But I'll be sending out all our sponsor uh, letters and whatnot soon. They are Invisible Speed. Invisible Speed. Remember, they just dropped their Alexander Hagberg module so it's all about 10 scale touring car just dropped it or it's going to be dropped here shortly and also remember it's you have until the 31st of october to sign up for the online course and you can win either a mayako uh, spec built by runner falk himself or the choice of a mayako or the choice of a mugen mbx 8r built by robert batty himself to his specs 
either either you can win either either, and then the second person will get uh, what's whatever's left over. So sign up for the uh, Invisible Speed online course now, and you can win. But it has to be done by the thirty first of October. Also, shout out to TZO two hundred tires, TNR fuels, High Tech RC, Beach RC, Mayako Techno RC, Lugs Racing Tires. Papa Willie's Traction Tonic, G-Spec RC Tuning. Congratulations to Geoff on his two years of opening up G-Spec RC Tuning. He sent me some cables, too. I'm going to take some pictures of them and show you. Can't wait to use them. Some Padal USA, thank you, Hefty, for coming on and being a part of that. We have some winners of the two batteries as well. Uh, thank you, Hefty, for all this time. Racecraft USA, check out their flock foil. RCGP, Clinic RC, who's launched their new uh, race tech stuff. I saw they have some heads, some compression gauges. Maybe something else coming soon as well. House of RC. Shout out to David Ronafuck, who's having the Swedish National. He sent me pictures of his race, his track. It looks badass. Good job on all the hard work. Hopefully, JQ doesn't come last. Hagberg's going to be there as well. Shout out to Robert Badier. We've been busy organizing the Invisible Speed Tour, uh, Latin America Tour. Shout out to all the people we're working with there. Uh, we can't wait to get down there. And also, shout out to Jared Tebow for all his hard work. I remember, everybody... These these companies in the written link, we have written description. We have links to all of these companies. Some companies have coupon codes that save you some money. Some companies have affiliate links that help us out a little bit. Some don't have any links, whatever. But if you do buy something from them, just say, hey, I heard about this on the NNRC. That helps us out a lot. We really appreciate it. So with all of that said, uh, like I said, I've been in a way for two weeks. Uh, it was a great two weeks. RCGP was fun. A little light on entrance, but it was fun and rainy. It was a little bit rainy the first day, and there was no media day because of the rain. So that put a little bit of a downer on the race. But we got the race done. And then I went to, I spent some time up in North Carolina with my buddy Mike Hill. Came back down to South Carolina, Myrtle Beach for Masters of Dirt, and uh, did that. Came home, uh, went back up to North Carolina on Monday, stayed there for a day, and then I came home yesterday. Got home yesterday afternoon. It was good to be home. I missed my family, but I had a blast. And I'm going to talk all about that with Brent and Lucas. But today we're going to talk to Hefty about all this on-road stuff. Uh, also, announcement, announcement, announcement. I'm very happy to say that I'll be going to the Florida Carpet Championships uh, the weekend the weekend before Thanksgiving in, in Florida at Beachline Raceway. Daniel Chavez and TJ uh, Bradley had talked to me at uh, the World's. But then Daniel saw that Danny and I, Danny Paz and I were working together at Masters of Dirt. Hit me up. He says he wants to be there. So tickets bought. I'll be at Florida Carpet Champs. I can't wait. I get to see Mikhail Orlowski and uh, Mika Wittemar, who I got to meet this past weekend, race on carpet. Cannot wait. Had a blast. Get to see all these stock guys. I'm geeking out. I'm geeking out. I'm geeking out. I'm geeking out. But uh, with that said, I'm not going to hold you guys up too long. Here's myself and Hefty. We go into talking about 10 scale onward stuff. I think from now on, you're going to see Hefty on the podcast whenever it's anything onward. I know he doesn't do nitro, but you know, he can, con- he can contribute. But when it comes to 10 scale onward, he's the guy. I'm glad to have him on. Thank you for your time, Hefty. Thank you all for the support. It's been an awesome year. It's not over. I still got a lot of traveling left to do, and I couldn't have done that without you guys. So remember, hit that sub button on the YouTube channel. Hit that notification button as well. Hit the like or dislike button. Leave a comment. If you're listening to us on the on an audio platform, please uh, hit that hit that like button or leave a review. We are on all. We're on. I think we're pretty much on all podcast platforms. So just leave a review. It helps us out. 
Let's go on to Hefty and Lefty talking about on road racing. All right, what's up, Hefty? Um, you've been busy. I've been busy. You've been racing. Traveling. I've man. been going to races. Yes, yes. It's uh, Thursday. We're just sitting off recording. Uh, I was talking to you about the on road worlds. I'm sorry, nationals and what you've been doing. And you said something like, "Oh, I need to have a rant against Raw." And I'm always down for a rant against Raw. So what's up? Um, you went to the, I was, while I was at RCGP, you was at the actual onward paved nationals that were held in Valkyria RC raceway in Florida. What yep. part of Florida was it in? So this is, um, it's about an hour's drive from the Orlando airport. So you go, Orlando's almost central. So you go a little South and you go towards the Eastern coast and, um, you know, uh, Sleepy little town, although there's a lot of traffic Monday through Friday, it seems like. When okay. when you're trying to go to the track, thankfully, we're going in the opposite direction of of the traffic. And um, this is a, a, a really nice facility. It's on the grounds of a small regional airport. So at about 7 a.m., you hear like a bunch of little planes taken off out of the airport. Uh, and you have some interesting like weather scenarios because you know, it's Florida. And at nighttime in Florida, you might need your windshield wipers, not because it's raining, but just because the humidity is like mm. so high. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and so, mm-hmm. you know, you have this weird kind of dew uh, in the middle of the day, uh, or I'm sorry, in the mornings and at night. But um, yeah, so, you know, Valkyria, they, um, uh, the the guy who who's sort of like the head there, his name is Joe DePinto. He's a uh, uh, I think he's a, a prior uh, NYC uh, firefighter uh, okay. from 9-11 days back then. Um, and so he's been living down in Florida for I don't know how long. Um, but this facility held the 2016 Roar uh, On-Road Paved Nationals. And, um, you know, since then, uh, they've done a, a fair amount of uh, upgrades to the facility. The biggest thing you could see, this picture here, um, is showing uh, the end of the straightaway and um, this very hard corner kind of, especially when the wind is pushing you down the straightaway. Um, and it, the curbs all have, uh, I would say, a decent amount of, of banking or, or, you know, incline on them. Uh, previously, that was just painted and there used to be like kind of like some big tires out there and dots and stuff like that. So they, they've definitely improved the track throughout the last... Uh, you know, a few years, which is nice to see. And, you know, this track, it's a ribbon track. So it has one layout and only one layout. Um, But the funny part about this place is it's just a hard track, dude. And because honestly, even though they, they prep it and they do, you know, what they refer to as a consistent way of prepping it. um, And explain that. For us, real quick, please. I, you know, I he the guy has a, a few step process. Uh, I know within it is a pancake syrup, and also light. Um, I, I don't know if it's lice. It's not Lysol. It's um, it's something else to keep the bugs down. I forget the name of it, but mm. because like if you just put sugar in Florida, you got bees all day. Okay, so you have to do other things to counteract the sugar so that the insects don't show up. And, um, you know, but, you know, he's got his big galoshes on, does the track, you know, he takes his pride in, in, in prepping the track. And, but, you know, like the funny part about this surface is it might be one of the lowest grip 
asphalt tracks in the country. Oh, really? Yeah, it just it gets beat down by the sun. And mm. so as compared to the, the track I race at in uh, Seattle now, we don't spray anything on that track in Seattle. And it has more grip than this place. So is he prepping this every day or just prior to the event? Just prior to the event. And okay. he only prepped it twice. Uh, it rained one morning. And so he prepped it after the rain. Mm-hmm. And the track felt actually really good after the rain. Um, I, I know uh, my car was better after it, it felt like. But, you, uh, you guys using firm or? No, they, these are rubber tires. Okay. And uh, I don't have any here. Because I basically took all those tires and I threw them the fuck out. I didn't okay. want to deal with them anymore. <laughs> okay, so we have some. Ooh, we have some tire controversy. It sounds like there's always tire controversy. Like <laughs> uh, about a, a month or month and a half before this event, uh, me and uh, some of my teammates, uh, Craig Xavier, who won the the 2022 Stock National Championship, and Sam Isaacs, who won the Modified National Championship. Uh, we flew out there to the event and unfortunately we were there and it rained like for two days, we got maybe six hours of track time. But the, the one thing that was kind of an eye opener to me was just like how the, um, the tires were, uh, relatively inconsistent. And mm-hmm. so this is actually a picture of my pit and in, in the middle of the pit, I had this like tire contraption, um, which I call the mine fuck, uh, 1000. And I, I was running tires on that just to try to break in the inserts, uh, <laughs> to try to make them like behave better on the track. And um, I, I, uh, I, I did have one set that was bad. Um, the set I ran for Q3 of uh, Mod Touring, but in general, the last time I was there, I had like three or four sets that were bad. Okay. So, you know, substantially better this time around than it was last time. And, um, but yeah, you know, I, I, there's always something that, that happens at these events, you know, Mm -hmm. that people kind of struggle with and either it's the weather or the changing conditions or the tires, um, you know, in the event, they, they put a, a tire quantity limit. So you're only allowed three sets of new tires for racing. And then you get an extra set. If you make an A main in touring car classes, it's kind of like that with RCGP. Mm Mm-hmm. They capped the tires yeah, and stuff like that. Quick question. So when did this event start? How long of an event was it? Yeah, so it was officially underway on Thursday. Um, oh, okay. Roar ran practice, and then uh, they did uh, seating. Uh, but the track was also open Wednesday. Uh, you had to pay an additional $10 you know, for the club. And um, the, the majority of the people were there on Wednesday. And um, I got a little like afternoon track action myself on Wednesday. Uh, but, you know, in general, like uh, I, I didn't have a lot of vacation time. So I was just like, yep, right. can't really, you know, do this. You know, it's so. hard when it's not mandatory practice. And uh, I understand why this is done because they do this and offer it as well. Uh, I think they should just pay these tracks more money and you don't have to worry about this or figure out a way to they make more money. They don't have yeah. to do the $10. It would be good. Yeah, uh, it would fee. be good. And But like the other thing too, and you know, it's hard in an outdoor scenario, mm-hmm. like where, you know, you don't have lights, you know, you could have weather, you have all those issues. But like for an indoor race, there's no reason for these things to take so long. Right. And like, 
you know, it, it seems really fun to me the um, how in the few off-road races I've gone to uh, for like carpet off-road and whatever else uh, this past year, they're pretty religious about having like these five-minute heats. And I don't get it. Like, I, I much rather people get like two, three minutes on the track because whatever you got in one or two minutes ain't going to get any better by the five-minute mark. All right. It's just normal and off road, just normal five minute I, yeah, runs. Yeah, but it makes no sense to me. So, like in in on road here, they usually put on like a three minute clock, and if it get the line gets long, they make it a two minute clock, uh, just so drivers cycle on and off the track. Right, 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 right. You know, it, because of that, I can go up and down, up and down, up and down, change things, try things, um, you know, really salvage a car, uh, and then in off road, like I. I was the only moron who was like showing up. I'd like throw two cars down and then, you know, just switch it to my radio and drive two cars in five minutes because <laughs> otherwise, like, I don't know what you're doing, you know? So that doesn't make any sense to me, but uh, you know, it, the, the other thing for, for whatever reason, I don't get it. Roar touring car racing is six minutes long. They don't do that in off-road. It's five. Minutes. No, I don't understand that either. Why is it longer? It makes the- no sense. For no, the class that but, probably drains batteries more. Yeah, exactly. So in, in general, you know, like the we could talk at nausea about like what goes wrong at these events. And right. so, you know, like the tracks themselves, they, they don't even want to bid on these events. I agree. Because they don't make money. They just get a bunch of black eyes. They got a bunch of like people that go to the race that right now in the current generation aren't really helping and you know it's it just it's not worth it for them it's not worth the headache i agree you don't make the money it's crazy so like it's a lot of work has to change it does and, it does it does most definitely you know, and thankfully uh one of the guys who's in one of these pictures later on uh you know my my uh my fellow racer clayton young he wants to help change that all right so we'll, we'll get to promoting clayton a little bit later again uh but because I, I don't even know who's on the ballot yet, so we'll all find out November one who is on the Roar President election ballot. All okay. right. All right. Uh, if you stop there, that uh, the gentleman on the left standing—that's uh, Michael Bruce of Michael's Hobbies or Michael's RC right Hobbies. Here. Yep. And um, he's talking, I think, with Mike G in the one-up hat. And if you go to the next picture, uh, Michael's RC had his. Uh, he brought a big inventory out there, had one or two employees helping, you know, sell stuff. I so, think Trent works for this hobby shop. He's in Orlando, right? Uh, somewhere in Florida. I don't know where. I haven't been to the store. He's got a big team of people. Like, he's got at least 10 plus people there. Okay. Um, Michael Bruce used to work at Superior I remember Hobbies, Superior. Which then kind of like folded and then is now what Beachline is. So oh. Robbie Michaels is Beachline. Robbie Michaels was Superior. Gotcha. And I don't know what happened, but you know whatever. So you know Michael Bruce is now doing his own thing. He's been doing it for a bunch of years now, and he does a good job. You know, uh, moves a lot of product. Uh, I don't know if he's making a lot of money off of it. I you know I hope him the best. He's got ten people on staff, so he's got to be doing well. Mm-hmm. Um, there's not many businesses that have ten people and they don't need ten people. Like I I would love to have ten people. You would love to have 10 people. I just want one right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But how do you afford 10 people? That's a whole other question. Yes. Right? So, uh, but, you know, anyway, just going back to, like, the the event, um, 
you know, the, the challenge for folks who've never been to a Roar race, um, the Roar sends what they call the race management team, RMT, mm-hmm. out to the event. And uh, the RMT are paid uh, some daily rate. It's not like they're getting millions of dollars or anything like that. Maybe it's like 220, 250 bucks, something like that a day. And, but, you know, it's better than nothing. And, um, you know, everyone who goes out there, you know, should have a role. And so, uh, you know, you'll see that there's some folks in, in like the roar clothing, uh, one or two people were just like helpers provided by the track. Um, they, they also had a race announcer, which they use their normal race announcer out here. Uh, his name's gentleman by the name of Chris Crowder. He's a former track owner. Um, he does a lot of announcing in, uh, the on-road scene within, um, uh, Florida. He's one of the race announcers at, uh, the Snowbird Nationals that happens in January and February, uh, in Kissimmee, which is the next town over in Orlando. And so, um, you know, so it's like typical people you'd imagine to see in Florida, plus the RMT team that, that showed up, but, you know, Chris mm-hmm. is effectively acting as a member of the RMT team. Okay. And, um, you know, going to a raw race is, uh, is challenging. And, you know, for folks who haven't gone, you have to do, you know, body tech and for touring car, they have this box and this box gives me nightmares, bro. It's <laughs> like the, you put the car in, it has this like little thing that it, you push it up. So you get it on the chassis off the wheels. And then it has this big metal bar that comes across and it needs to dimple your roof to kind of like show that it's, it's uh, of the right height. Yeah. But the funny thing is we now have all these cab forward bodies Mm -hmm. that the box doesn't work really anymore. And then once you you make that height, then you have to make the wing height. So the wing has to be level or lower. And then it has like a dimensional measurement on the wing, which also is a giant nightmare. And then there's like a back height that they do. And then there's a distance between the wing and the bumper at the back. it's, It's a lot of... It's a lot of measurements um, and a lot of nightmares. And so, is this all operated by hand? Or? Oh yeah, 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 okay. yeah. And so, I don't think there's a picture of the box in the in the thing. But you know, like the stuff is big, it's heavy. They they mail it to the different events. I, I really just wish someday that they would lose that box and we could carry on. <laughs> um, and it's only touring car that gets put into it. Like these uh, GT12 cars, F1 cars, all this other stuff you know, USGT, they don't go in the box. So anyway, cause they all have different rules and uh, it's not really a national championship uh, category at that time. Right. Gotcha. I understand that. And so, but like in addition to fitting in the box, the body already has to be approved on the roar list. And if you look at the roar list uh, of approved bodies, it is abysmal. Uh, there's hardly any body that's approved. Uh, the most recent Montec bodies, the last two or three all failed. Um, although they're EFRA and uh, IFMAR approved, IFMAR approved, and then the latest protoform body, it failed. Although it's EFRA, I think it's EFRA and IFMAR approved. I, I honestly don't know. What um, happens when that happens to a company if they can't do this? Do they just keep, keep those bodies for EFRA and IFMAR events and sell them anyway? Uh, yeah, pretty much. And like, okay. also the the more popular, like one of the most popular body brands right now is Extreme Aerodynamics. And mm-hmm. they have the Twister, the Twister Speciale. Um, those aren't approved for Roar. Mm. Um, so basically, the 
the majority of the things that racers run globally mm-hmm. aren't approved. Oh, well done. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. And so good stuff. Yeah. So you have that. And then um, you have to have your motor approved. So you'd have to do a motor tear down and they check the rotor. Um, they check the stator. Uh, you know, they check the resistance, all this stuff. Um, you have to even get a, a sticker on your battery. Is it approved or not? And, um, you know, there was multiple occurrences of things getting approved that weren't on the list. Uh, I found a Montec body and I found a protoform body, both not approved uh, with stickers. Uh, I told the racers, hey, you're going to get in trouble. I told uh, Jeff Parker, who is the uh, race director, that it shouldn't have been stickered. And I also emailed Roar Administrator and Roar President of the the mistakes getting made at the event. Chuck Klein Higgin? Uh, yeah, you know, just president at Roar, nameless mm-hmm. president at Roar. Um, so anyway, uh, you know, that's kind of like in the follies of of going through the event. Um, but, you know, no one wants to hear about all that griping. What do we want to talk about? We want to talk about the racing action. Yes. How right? was that? So you had the some racing of the action races. is always fire. All right. Okay. You know, it's it's always good. Um, the, the format, just so folks know, uh, it's qual points, uh, best two of four. Okay. And so we'll get back to why that's important later. Okay. Okay. And because uh, there's always some controversy. All right. Um, so anyway, like the three championship classes are stock touring, which is 21.5, super stock touring, which is 17.5, and mod touring. Uh, there were also a handful of other classes. Um, I didn't race any of them, but there was F1, there was GT12 with foam tires. Uh, there was USGT and I think that's it. There might've been a VTA heat. I don't know. All right. I wasn't paying that much attention. Um, you know, if I was marshalling the, the class, then I would see it. All right. Um, I, I chose to run uh, mod touring and super stock touring. Um, that's a bullfrog right there, a, a local from Florida, um, big proponent of the GT 12 class down there and an avid F1 racer. Great beard. Um, yeah, yeah, great beard. Exactly. And uh, there's a lot of characters down there. Like uh, when I go to Florida and I go to one of these Florida races, it's like every time I'm there, it's like half of New York is there. And uh, <laughs> oh, so there was VTA. Yes, I, okay. I, I thought so, but I didn't remember. Anyway, um, and, uh, you know, in general, like, you know, if you just pay attention to those three classes, um, the three going for the, the titles, um, the, the subtle undertone, when everything was said and done, I can tell you the winners came from one location. Northeast. And more particularly, Maryland. So these are the guys that run at 180 Raceway, mm-hmm. which has been sponsored by Automatics USA for uh, the good part of at least five plus years. Okay. And so um, the gentleman who took over this facility... His name is uh, Casey Young. Casey's an old school racer, a uh, great guy, mm-hmm. and he's keeping the dream alive for on-road in Maryland. Um, the facility is formerly known as Middle River Hobbies. Um, there was a, a family that used to run it. Uh, they did a good job. Uh, they had a nice hobby store. And then I think just life got in the way. You know, p- someone got sick. Other things happened. It went through one or two other hands. And then finally, Casey resurrected it 
Uh, it's fantastic. It's a, it's a small little facility. Um, I, I could promote a race they are having in, in December, but it's already sold out. Mm. Um, and, uh, you know, the reality is this place breeds champions. And so it seems to be, cause who's from her. Let's look at it. It's, uh, so Sam the, Isaac's from that area. Yep. So the three, the three national championship winners, Sam Isaacs, Mike G and Craig Xavier all run at a uh, 180 raceway. And, you know, there's, there's a, a, a list of people who also run at 180 raceway. Uh, so Robbie Dodge, he's a very fast guy. Um, this past weekend, there's a, a guy on my team who, who beat me in, in 12 scale racing, Fabio Evangelista. Like Fabio, who, whose first name is Fabio? He's got a great name. Anyway, isn't he? And he, Doesn't he? He, he crushes it down in, uh, at, uh, you know, 180. Um, Clayton Young, hopefully our future world president. He used to be a 180 regular. Um, he mo- recently moved to Virginia and now he races out of Coastal RC. Mm-hmm. Um, we have uh, a few other guys who've been up and coming uh, recently in the Awesome Max team. There's a guy who's getting much faster. His name is Jeff Rowland. He's at a 180 raceway. And, you know, in general, like if you want to race with the best, show up to run a 180 raceway and just get your beat downs because like it's ridiculous. It's a small little track. You got to be inch perfect. And if you're not, they'll be ruthless really? when you're not. Yeah, yeah, it's it's kind of great. I, I I love it. Um, I uh, I always enjoy going there. Uh, I'm not going to be able to make the race this year because again, no vacation time. Uh, but I, I hope to uh, you know show up there next year. There's Clayton Young. Uh, hopefully, our our future war president. He and, looks like um, he's not having a good day. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm well, over this. this. This was Clayton's first real on road asphalt race all year. Okay. He, he had only run at two Hobby Town events. Uh, prior to this so he honestly did pretty good he he only ran stock touring he qualified fourth in the a-main and he finished sixth and the only reason he finished so far down the field was he had some run-ins w- during the race where there was people who should have been called stop and goes and they weren't enforced and who so was doing the refereeing uh it, it was jeff parker okay <laughs> continue <laughs> anyway um, so yeah, you know, in, in, uh, in touring that car, one. yeah, you know, it's fine in touring <laughs> car. Like the, let's stop right there. So uh, go back one. So that car, that's, uh, that's one of my, oh, I'm sorry. That's Al Sedano's body. I thought that was Mike G's body. Uh, it would be good if we could find Mike G's body. Uh, cause I, I think it'd be worthwhile talking about, uh, the guy who, who, uh, I don't know where it is in the picture role. Uh, that's definitely not it. But um, anyway, um, uh, Mike G, uh, he's uh, uh, like a 30-some-odd-year-old racer out of uh, Maryland. Uh, he's been racing forever. Um, really uh, like a stalwart of the, of the sport, and he especially likes asphalt racing. Um, G is now on the X-Ray team, and um, his super stock touring car was ridiculous at this mm. event. It was ridiculous. Like, I think if, if we looked at his time, he probably would have qualified like fourth or fifth um, in the mod field with that car. And um, he was just making people look foolish out there. Really? Um, yeah, which is which is pretty, pretty telling. And um, 
you know, getting G into like a super stock race is, is always kind of dangerous. He's, he always does very well, but he especially does really well on asphalt. Um, he also competed in, uh, in mod touring. Uh, he qualified uh, second and uh, I think he finished third at the event. Um, the, the folks who I, who I actually thought would, would be a bit more dangerous at the event where they have really two fast locals in, in mod touring. Um, Felix Law, who runs an express car, and Dave Vera, who runs a, an Infinity car. Uh, I think Felix qualified third. Uh, I don't know where he finished. It wasn't on the podium. In, tour, in modified? In, in mod touring, yeah. He and finished then, uh, sixth. Sixth, okay. And then um, Dave Vera, I know he qualified seventh. Uh, I don't know where he... Fifth. He had he, a five, five, and a four. Yeah, so he even raced up. And for some reason or another, Felix like fell back and mm-hmm. the, you know, the, the racing was, I would say pretty close, um, in general, uh, you know, Sam had a, I, you know, I think somewhat of a, a healthy, uh, healthy lead, uh, in the qualifying stance. Like he had a good, uh, first day of qualifying on Friday. Mike G struggled on Friday, um, had some issues with some tires and, uh, but in, uh, you know, round three and four put some real good runs in, but then because you only have so many tires, mm-hmm. he was in yeah. a deficit in the racing. So he, o- I think he only had one set of tires going into the A main. And mm. so, you know, it, it, it's one of these things that, and I, I wonder what people think, like, you know, you already spent all this money going to this race. Why don't you just buy like four more sets of tires? Yeah, because you have to give up. Something has to give, especially in this type of racing where tires yeah. are okay. They matter. Yeah, yeah, like really, like oh yes, tires matter and offer too. But these in this type of racing, the tire consumption is extremely higher, especially on a hot asphalt. We're talking about asphalt compared to dirt. Yeah. So I don't know why that's like that. That's kind yeah, of I don't uh, know either. Backwards, so- in my opinion. You know, you could say it's good because then it gives you strategy games. But at the end of the day, I, I find I also think it's difficult because of the strategy games. Mm-hmm. And so, like, what what was actually done was the guy who's fourth on the track right here. He's in the all orange car. Uh, he's Chris Adams. He's out of RCCA in Texas. He's the track owner there. Uh, former uh, Roar Modified National Champion uh, on carpet. And Chris ran, uh, I don't know if he had a new set or not uh, for Q1 and Q, I'm sorry, A1 and A2, but he ran the same set, I know, in those two races. And then with his plan on running a new set for A3, and so I think he won A3 after Sam did two and out. And because of that, allowed him to catapult himself up to second overall on the podium instead of uh, maybe third. Where he yeah, could he, have did, been he otherwise. did finish first in the first one. Uh, yeah, yeah, I can understand that. These guys have to hold back to save tires. <laughs> I maybe they need I, extra tires. They just need it. Yeah, and you know the the other thing is it is a it was a crapshoot at the event. Like I, you know, for all of the racing tires that I had, um, I I made one a main, so I mean I got one extra set of tires. Um, so for the seven sets of tires I had for racing, one of them was bad. Mm-hmm. And, but the problem is if you have a set of tires that is bad and then you're limited to only three sets of tires, you're just super fucked now. 
they can't replace the tire or they're like it's not not their problem it's not their problem they don't care so when you're saying bad what do you mean by bad for people basically what ends up happening is one of two things either the car on power wants to spin out in one direction it's like super loose and it drives like it's tweaked or the car won't turn it depends Mm. on which end of the car the bad tire ends up being on but from for the most cases i saw and for my case in in particular um on right handers it would just want to just like basically loop out um so and it happened to be on my mod car and uh you know so you're you're trying to send this rocket ship down you know out of corners and yeah that didn't really work out so well um but yeah so you know all in all it's uh it's an interesting like case of events like i think if if all the tires were perfect, then mm-hmm. I don't think it would matter. But the reality is they're not perfect, and I, I'm not sure what you do about it. So, so does this happen at other events as well? It can, and it seems like more of a trend. Like the last few years, uh, like the chemicals have changed within tires, and you know I don't know if it's just because you know the manufacturer initially you try some tires, and all they had to do was make you know. 20 30 40 sets mm-hmm. then it gets selected for an event and now all of a sudden they need to sell 2000 sets because mm-hmm. everyone wants this thing and you know quality just goes down mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. it's the worst part is you honestly don't know is the set good or not until you put it on the track and mm-hmm. uh even though i had my little tire spinner going on and i you know in my mind it made it better for me i still had one bad set of tires mm-hmm. and you know, these, I put, uh, my tires on this rotisserie for at least two hours, each set, uh, just trying to beat them down, break in the insert, make sure the insert was bedded nice into the tire, but you know, still didn't help, uh, mm. in the grand scheme of things. So, um, yeah, you know, and the, the thing I, I'll call out is, so in this race right now, we're watching a one, uh, at the back of the race. All right. And I don't mean to, you know, say this in that fashion, um, there was some controversy both in uh, the tie breaks being done for the 13.5 and uh, the modified, I'm sorry, the 17.5 and the modified classes. Uh, we had scenarios where we had drivers in, in 13.5, we had three guys on 14 points. And then in modified, we had three guys on 16 points. And the initial like heat sheets for the mains were done incorrectly. And so the guy who I do this other podcast with, the Mangler, um, who's right now circulating in in ninth. I say circulating because he's not winning. All right, that's called <laughs> circulating. All right. So anyway, he's circulating in ninth. He, when the Saturday ended, he was outside of both the uh, touring car super stock and modified A mains, and he just looked like you like killed his cat or something, you know, he was all depressed, distraught. He was like, I'm going to go home, blah, blah, blah. And so we talked him into not going home. So, you know, he went through like this 12 step program of rage. Like, why am I slow? I suck, blah, blah, blah. And then he's like, you know, that can't be right. Um, you know, and I should be in this race. So then he started looking at the rules and he started looking at all the things and there's a raw rule. It's 12.3.6.3 that governs how tie breaks are done. And we found that the tie breaks were done incorrectly. And oh. so 
you know, unfortunately, the officials that go to races that should have all the rules didn't know how to do the tiebreak. This is why you messaged me that day. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. And I was with Nick. I asked Nick, and he gave yeah. me the Afro version of that. Yeah, and so you know, the it's just it's just another part of like the confusion and the disappointment, and things could just be so much better. And all we want is for it to be better. And you know, like that's the thing. Like whether it's uh, uh, JQ complaining about Efra or me complaining about Roar. Uh, or everyone else complaining about Ifmar. I think across the board, all we want is this stuff to get better. Yes, and, of course. You know, I, I, I think, I, I think we're going to get to a tipping point where, um, where this does happen. And so, get this. Here's the even funnier point. So we we had this, uh, uh, you know, podcast right as I was about to leave for this event. All mm-hmm. right, and I talked about the old people in Roar. All oh, right. Boy. So here, here, some guy comes up to me, puts his hand on my shoulder in the pits and says, what do you have to, what do you have against old people? I'm like, who the fuck is this? All right. <laughs> it happened to be the Roar region four director. Mm-hmm. I don't know the guy's name. He didn't really introduce me, but he listens to your podcast. So he's going to hear this now. All right. And I can say, so this gentleman, he was there at the event on Thursday. Was he competing? No, he wasn't competing. He was just spectating. Okay. He wasn't working the event. He wasn't helping the event. He was just popping in saying hi. Okay. And what I can say is if if there's a national event in your region, why are you not there? That makes no sense to me. Ooh. Like, I, I don't get that. Um, now, mind you, I understand. People got lives. They got other things going on, blah, blah, blah. But the national event is known about like, I don't know, at least at least six months ahead of time. Try mm-hmm. to find a way to make it happen. And if not, send somebody else. Like, hook it up, you know. So um, does he he does lives there then? Yeah, he lives, he lives in, in okay. so Roar Region Four is Florida. All right. Because right. Florida's so big. And but I don't I don't know the guy's name. He might have introduced himself, he might not have. I don't really remember. And he's like, So what do you have against old people? I'm like, I really don't have anything against old people. It's it's I have problems with people who aren't trying. And he might be doing a great job in the region. And you know, maybe they hold more regional races in, in region four than mm-hmm. any other rural region. I don't know. I don't live in that region. And I don't care. All right. I'm at this race. And this is the national event for the class that uh, we try to do well in. That's all it comes down to. Yeah, you know? I don't. I'm not against old people. They, of course not. We need. We need. It's the old guard that I'm against. You know what I mean? The unwillingness to change. There are older, mature people who want who things to change. And, yes. and have have the ability to think that this is wrong and we should change something. Yeah, most definitely. So I, yeah, so I don't know who you're talking about either. I don't know either. But I'm I not against old people. Funny. Yeah, I was thought it was funny to bring this up, and I want to make sure Lefty is not seen as an ageist. All right, <laughs> he's not against old people. He likes old people. I like old people too. I think they're funny, and they often have a lot of maturity and life experience. Yes, they do. But um, yeah, you know, it is what it is. So <clears throat> your buddy got in through the he didn't get in through the rule change or he did. No, he did. So okay. he was he was out 
of both the mod and the super stock race, the Mangler. Mm-hmm. And um, he ended up becoming uh, car number 10 in the mod race. And Off um, the edge I, of the cliff. Yeah, yeah, exactly. The, he was on like suicide watch. He, was, <laughs> he wasn't going to cut this way. Like where he wants attention, he was going to cut this way. Yeah, like, like where you really everything was going to be for sale. Yeah. All right, <laughs> you you knew that. Like I was like, there's going to be an epic sell off. It's going to be savage. Um, and what I what I can tell you, so this is my 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 partner in crime on the the podcast that I've been doing since 2019. Uh, he he was there for mo- some of the years. All right, and mm-hmm. so that's Track Rats. What we're trying to do is we're trying to get our YouTube subscriber count up to 1,000 people. Let's we go, have people. a decent amount on um, on Facebook, but the YouTube numbers are, are abysmal. When we started mm-hmm. talking about this on, on Tuesday, our numbers were at 68. All right. We're now in the hundred something. Sweet. But the goal here is if we can get to 1,000, we're going to have Mangler do a show in his wrestling singlet from 20 plus years ago. Oh, he was a wrestler. He was a wrestler, yes. And I've seen pictures of him in the singlet. And I'm telling you, you all want to see it. All right? It's fantastic. <laughs> now, I don't have a copy of the pictures. So we're going to hopefully get it in real life. But we What's need to your get... YouTube? Let's pump your YouTube. Yeah, it's, it's called RC Track Rats. Um, we don't have a fancy uh, URL for it yet. There's this new thing that uh, YouTube's doing. The tags. Um, the tag. So hopefully we'll have a cool tag soon. Uh, right now we just have a bunch of gobbledygook numbers. Um, but RC track rats, we need to get to a thousand so we can see Mangler in a singlet. And I, I put this in a comment. I too will show singlet solidarity and wear a singlet for a show. It's going to be fire. We're going to break the internet. He says, I'm going to show solidarity, singlet solidarity. You should, uh, uh, oh my gosh! The Mangler in his uh, wrestling costume—I would love to see this. Yes, Track rats, everybody, get these guys up to a thousand subs. It's—it's. Yeah. It could. That's happen. the first milestone yeah. you got to get across right yeah. there. Now, here, here is um, you're watching GT12, and mm-hmm. so let's just talk about this is the other side of the race, okay? Um, what I would, what I would lovingly call the funster side of the race, okay? Okay. Um, and uh, there's a gentleman. I think his name's Jose Diaz. Uh, he's a local in Florida. Jesus he, Diaz. Jesus. Okay, sorry. Jesus Diaz. And so he Serpent run, guy, I think. Yeah, serpent guy. Yeah, met him. He nice won, guy. He won three classes. All right? He took down GT12, I think TQ'd and Wind. He took down F1, TQ'd and Wind. Mm-hmm. And and I think he took down uh, VTA with the TQ and Wind. I think. Don't I know who you're me. talking about. I met him yeah. at uh, Mills Pond. Very nice guy. Very yeah, enthusiastic nice guy. about RC. He, like, all right. He, I'm not, you know, a spade, spade. he's an older gentleman, mm-hmm. but he's a hell of a driver. Yeah. Super passionate. You know, maybe we need someone like him in Roar. Yes. You know, like, that's the sort of thing, you know, I feel like we need. And mm-hmm. um, in this class, too, this GT12 class, you know, so it's 12 scale cars. Uh, I don't remember what motor they're running. It's a one cell battery uh, and foam tires. He worked these kids over like <laughs> he put a gap on these people. Look, the guy in second is eight seconds behind him. <laughs> he worked these kids over. It was crazy. So he definitely put on a show. Uh, he well spent done, a lot of Jesus. time here. And um, 
Yeah. So congrats to him. And, you know, on Jesus. Like, yeah. I, I don't know if, um, you know, people like that get enough, uh, credit. Yeah. Enough credit out there. And then, uh, in the USGT class, uh, there was a nice battle. Uh, I don't, the guy who won is a nitro guy. I don't know his name off the top. Of USG. My head what was it again? USGT. 21 USGT. Uh, yeah. Ashton Brinson. Yeah. Ashton, apparently a nitro guy, nitro on road guy, I think. Okay. Um, and then in second was, um, Jeff Flasick. And then in third was Ivan, uh, Dixon. Dixon. Yeah. Yeah. And I- Ivan is the, the rep, um, uh, for Reds, uh, out of Cali. Oh, okay. Uh, so I don't know if you know him or not. Reds, but, um, Reds Motors. Oh, like Reds Racing Motors. Yeah. 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 And, okay. um, so he, he made the trip from Cali, uh, along with, uh, Lex Tyler made the trip from Cali. And, you know, it, it's good to see some people traveling across the country other than just my dumb ass. Um, yeah. You know, it's interesting. Like, you know, especially like California is real funny. Like, California could almost be its own country. Like yes. people just like stay in California and, and don't leave. It. Yeah. If you, if right now, so I'm in, it's always been a hot scene, but right now, like eight scale nitro racing in California is insane. Tuesday nights, hot rods, Friday nights at the dart. Then mm-hmm. it's some race somewhere every Saturday. Yeah. It's right Crazy. now. It's banging right now. It's so many different tracks. So it's good to see, but they tend generally tend not to come out of California. Yeah. You know, it, they're like, I ain't gotta go to the East Coast. You guys gotta come here. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. But they gotta go but to Baltimore and up there and they, race with those guys. All these on road guys need to go visit Baltimore, hang out. All right. You know, and like there there's a few really nice on road tracks in the country. And you know, I is one eighty raceway super nice? No. But is it like super tight competition? Yes. It's probably and, uh, like street basketball going to Rutgers. Yeah, like. it, dude. It's it's just like it's like you're uh, on West Fourth Street in Manhattan. There's a pickup game there, and people get made at that game. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's it's very similar, and um, yeah, it, it's pretty interesting. So uh, you know, there, there's a whole bunch of other nice tracks out there. Realistically, uh, and you know, when we talk about like people not putting in for roar races, um, the roar the twenty 23 Roar Carpet On-Road Nationals will be held at Apex Raceway in Murfreesboro, Tennessee. Uh, Eric Anderson's track, Team EA Motorsports. He was the only person who put in for it. All right. The Asphalt Nationals, paved asphalt, the video we just watched, mm-hmm. no one put in for it. Mm-hmm. The the Nitro uh, On-Road Nationals, no one put in for it. So Nobody it's just like... Bothered. Same in yeah, offer it. It's crazy. We don't know. Uh, I some I don't know. We don't know where the offer nationals is going to be eight scale yet. Uh, we know there's going to be a worlds, but we don't know the date. It's sometime September for ten scale at uh, at action. What do I at Hobby Authority? Hobby, Hobby Action. Hobby Sorry. Action in in Arizona, right? Yeah, yeah, I keep getting that wrong. So it's all good. Um, so what happened? So this race was over Sunday. How was the Besides the the racing and all that, how was the atmosphere? Because I found that this weekend too, that the ten scale guys know how to party. So I figured you guys were having I don't, some fun. I don't think we're as crazy as some of those guys. Uh, you know, some of us are a bunch of old men. Uh, the the two things I, I will say in, in that area, 
there's one place that does like barbecue and, and smoked wings. Oh, nice. Um, that uh, actually Michael Bruce turned us on to back in 2016. It's called Broken Barrel. Okay. Uh, we, we talk about that place. We went there twice. Um, so it's definitely worthwhile going. Also, I, I'd, we would highly recommend going to the local area Hooters. Okay. The talent, very Absolutely good. Absolutely great. Good. Anyway, good. it was on point. So, <laughs> uh, Anything else to talk about the racing before we go on to maybe some other stuff, maybe a, a ranting? Uh, yeah, you know, all, all in all, like the, the racing I think was good. The officiating of the racing needs some work. And, was Dave uh, Duncan there from Raw? Nope. No, Dave, Dave could be on the RMT team, but he wasn't. Uh, I don't Tim, understand why he is. Tim He's the Capral best one there. could have been on the RMT team, but he wasn't. You can ask these guys why they didn't go. They they could choose to sign up for the RMT team, but maybe they don't want to because of the other people that are already signed up for the RMT Wait, team. Right? Doesn't Dave live in Florida? Yeah, yeah. Both of them do. The reality is, like, I think they don't want to deal with the frustration. Interesting, interesting stuff. You need to clean house, and then oh, yes. then those guys will come back, and they'll help put on good races, and hopefully, you know, people will be happy. Yeah, they would be, but we need to clean house first. And <clears throat> one of those pictures we saw, your good buddy. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, so let's get. I know you, 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 you're really angry at Raw right now. I am not. It's frustrating. Disappointed. Frustrated. Yeah. Yeah, I think now you kind of feel like a lot of people, how a lot of people kind of feel in the off-road world, because I think the on-road I, I hear there's a, a manufacturer like series they're trying to build up right now. They're trying to just remove themselves from war. Why not? But the problem is, it will always be. You can't that, get that IFMAR right. hookup. So you need raw and you need all that type of stuff that they have. Then we can, then we can get rid of them. I do not. That's definitely not the answer. I know many people want to do that, but you, you, you look at Norca. They did it. They never got that. If more recognition and they'll, and if more won't recognize it, they'll just stick yep. by their guns because I mean, the president of more is Jeff Parker. So, mm-hmm. all right. So what's the rant about what besides the officiating, like tell me about some of the stuff that just, you know, like once again, so was Jeff Park on his phone all the time? Yep. Yeah. That's like, wasn't watching that, the racing. <laughs> oh man. What are we gonna like? I don't understand it. What I, I think what it is is just that people are not people don't care enough anymore. And like on the offer it's like, what do I need it for except to go to a nationals once a year? Mm-hmm. So I think a lot of people are like besides that, nationals, what do we need them for? And that's been the most frustrating thing for people, I think. And that just allows Raw to just never change. They don't have to. They still get that 30, like, okay, with the offer at ATL National. Oh, yeah. Open it up. 10 minutes, it's sold out. Mm-hmm. We make our 30, bu- 30 bucks per person. We make our money off. We make our nut off this. Then the same yep. thing, because that's the biggest race, the biggest of all the races. Yeah. Then they go and get their money from the other ones, and the tracks are left to struggle. Yep. Tracks can't make any money off the net. That's why exactly why there's no tracks bidding on it. I heard that the Nationals might be at LCRC next year. Again? And they just had it in 2021. But it's the only yeah. track that I think can make money at the race. Because they got enough things going on, correct. Well, they know how to do it. They like and they know it's gonna sell out and they make money. They have to make money off of everything. Mm-hmm. So and they do all the 
fucking work. Yeah. All it's crazy. Work. Yeah. And like, you know, especially if you think about these places where the facility like really matters, you know, like it's not just, do you have a flat floor and are the boards clean? And, you know, does the layout not suck? It's like, oh, you actually need to prep a track. You need to water the track. You need to do all this other stuff. That's a lot of work. It so. is. It is. Yeah. And they just come in with their stuff and mm-hmm. act like bosses and then go home. Yeah. Then the track is left to deal with all the bullshit. Yep. And so, you know, I, I, I think, uh, you know, in some of the, the car rides I had with Clayton, uh, he was thankfully driving me around. Um you know, he even took me to the airport on uh, Sunday, you know, we talked about this stuff and we talked mm-hmm. about like, what can you do to change things? And, you know, we need to get Clayton on the show. Yes. We um, do. And, but the, you know, the bigger things that, you know, I think is, you know, the rules need to help change. Um, you know, there, there needs to be like financial transparency. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's going to be mm-hmm. a fun topic. Uh, well, I would have mentioned that, that, that we haven't seen any, um, any public records for the and, last couple of years or anything. And, so. and I, I think the real question is like, if you think about what does it take to run an event? All right. Well, let's say you get four people, although this race didn't have four people, you got four people out there for four days. So that's four grand. Mm-hmm. Okay. There's that. You have some trophies and then you have all the tech equipment and computers that you send there and back and forth. I, th- I think there's some fun numbers out there. Like if you do the math, things don't start adding up. And so, you know, like why is it costs thousands of dollars to ship stuff to the event? Shipping uh, eight thousands of dollars. Got you. See where you go with this. So like, there's going to have to be some things that change and like, but the reality is people need to get mad and you know what? You need I to agree. Go rock the vote. That's what you need to do. Rock the vote. Yeah, we try. We try on this, you know, but people, you know, it's just we preach it. And I think people get tired of me saying it, but it's true. Like, this is the the other truth. If the people want change, if it has to be done collectively Mm -hmm. and like show that these guys need to be like, because I always say, if you fix Roy, you fix Ifmar, you know, so. ah, And like, you know, the reality is we we know enough people like we got we all friends in Europe. Mm -hmm. You can, you know, we need to get Roar and Ephra working together. And then the reality is if we have one set of rules, then it's going to be real simple. And like, if you show up to an event, we could just be like, Hey, this is, you know what, this is a level five, like rule event. And that means you're going to have like this box of hell for your wings and this, that, whatever else. And it'll just be all the same rules. Right. And then it doesn't should be our different rules. Yeah. And then maybe like your local club race. Oh, that's level one rules. What does that mean? ride height voltage mm-hmm. you know uh blinky or something you know, like try to not have people just blatantly cheating all right and you know like but we need to get the consistency out there and uh the transparency and you know i, I think we can we can make some big strides so i think so we need to get a group of people collectively yeah we need to get behind somebody yep and so. the, the other thing i'll say and you know you might be like you know you might be like, Hefty, you're very passionate. Maybe you should be involved in it. I don't think I should. <laughs> because th- you might have, uh, uh, you know, people might say, well, you're doing it for the wrong reason. 
Right, because like, you're a manufacturer or you're J- selling JQ stuff. JQ should not be in Raw. I agree. All right? He so, can never like, be Raw, but he shouldn't. He, oh, he I'm shouldn't. sorry, not Ephra, whatever it is. So, like, there's people, there, you know, you need to find folks who are passionate about it and who, you know, most of these positions are not paid. Mm-hmm. And they just want to do it to make it better. And yep. that takes a special sort of person. And in America, that person right now is, in my opinion, Clayton Young. You may not like Clayton. He might have peeled you at a race before. Uh, you might have had a, an argument with Clayton. Um, you might think Clayton's an idiot. Uh, I don't. I don't necessarily think he's an idiot. But like you know, the the reality is, you might have beef with somebody, etc. But the thing is, the guy will listen. Mm-hmm. Uh, he will. You know, you can change his opinion, and ultimately, he tries. And that's all you really have to ask for. All right. You know, like. You need someone who wants to get in there, try and make some change. So, I agree. It. We need to just get him. I'm. I need to just get him on the podcast. Yep, that's you it. do. That's that's it. it. Stop beating so around. No the more hef- No more hefty. You need Clayton. Yeah, yeah, but we like hefty. We, that's hefty. fine. You can like. You're me. actually I like calm. Too. I thought you was gonna go a little bit more savage today. Oh, I already dropped a few f bombs. I tried. Yeah, not that's to, that's but... nothing. JQ's oh. dropped way more than that. Oh, um, okay. Well, then, fuck, fuck, motherfuck, fuck, 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 fuck. Okay, fuck. okay. Beep, 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 beep. <laughs> uh, <laughs> All right. Well, it sounds like it was a great. Uh, other than the the manufacturers yeah, yeah. and the you I know, I watched some of the racing. Was really good. And the the only thing I think is a little weird, and you know, I, I can't wait to see what the comments are. Is you know what do people think about like the tire strategy and the tire games? Like, is that a worthwhile part of a race, um, or you know, could it just be that? And like, there was a weird effect of this, I think, at uh, the Ifmore Worlds. Like, some poor guy, he broke out of a race where they run new, and he didn't do enough laps on new, and so he wanted to use that set of tires for his second run, and they didn't let him. And that was fucked up too, because like, so now he has to run third run tires instead of second run tires. And he, you know, you might as well just not even race at all. So, you know, there, there has to be like, you shouldn't be showing up to the event and having to figure this stuff out. And like all the stuff kind of needs to be understood. It needs to not be written in a way that is just hard for people to get, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, you know, like mm-hmm. that's the other thing. Just make it, make it a little more simple you know, you could you could even set up in such a way where, like, here's if you're the the guy setting up the racing, let's make it real simple. All you have to do is print these three pages, and then you just read these three pages, and it has everything you need to know. That's it. You know, and like you're now here, you're the nerd doing tech. Great. Here's these twelve pages. You know, whatever. It's just like, but we got to make it simpler. We got to make it easy for people to understand. We have to have rules get updated, and uh, you know, hopefully, we can make all that stuff happen. You know. just got to keep beating the drum and getting the right people in position. That's it. Yeah. If anything Go I've learned it. over the last five years, be consistent. Don't change. Yeah. Be passionate. That's what I told a guy. Pa- consistency, confidence, passion. Mm-hmm. That's what passion's, it takes. Passion's key. Yes. And, uh, you know, you have to have fun. If you're not having fun, don't be here. All right. Uh, though, one other thing I, I, we were talking about in the car ride, and I, I, I on uh, the other podcast with the Mangler, I gave sh- a shout out to a guy. And, you know, I didn't give him a hard time at the event because he wasn't working at the event. 
Uh, this guy, he's in, he's involved in Roar. I don't know what the hell his real title is. Uh, his name's Rob King. He's also mm -hmm. the guy behind um, the USVTA and the USGT rule set. And um, it was great to see Rob at the event racing. Rob was racing Formula One. Okay. All right. He likes Formula One. Great. He qualified like, you know, fourth or fifth or sixth. I don't know, something. He's out there running a toy car. All right. Oh, I'm sorry, a race car. Scale Motorsports. Scale Motorsports. Okay, Scale Motorsports. Sorry. In that case, anyway. it's definitely Scale Motorsports because it looks like a Formula One car. Yeah, yeah. Well, it wants to be. Anyway, <laughs> um, but like this is one of the other things that I think is important that the racers who are involved in Roar need to have relevance. Like the guy is there racing at mm -hmm. a national event. The the best event they can put on, he's there racing it. Well, you know, he's racing a funster class. Okay. But at least he's at the event. Mm -hmm. All right. When have these other people been at these events? When have they raced? Like, I think for you to be in roar, you got to be racing mm -hmm. for you to be in RMT. You got to be racing. You got to race the type of that level of event that you're working at. Well, not only that, you need to kind of do that to, so you enjoy it still. If that's the one thing I have missed is racing because I stopped. No, we don't I don't know it. how you do that. Well, I'm thinking of doing some GT racing. Okay. That's the only one they're doing on in, in Santo Domingo. I might go down there and do that in the following year. Uh, yeah. But I agree with you. Uh, we're gonna, I, I wanted to talk about a few things before we kind of closed off on this because I was going to make this a part of a podcast, but I think it has to be a whole podcast because it's onward and trying to cross over that genre. But a couple of things I wanted to talk about was um, Ronald Fox having a race this weekend. So yeah. he's having his Swedish Viking. Nationals, I believe it's called. He sent me this picture of his track. It, it's a very nice track. Yes. He, Are they going to be serving Swedish meatballs at this race? I, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe. Uh, but definitely some Swedish type of food. Maybe that petrid fish that you get in a can. I don't know. No, probably just normal food. Yeah. Uh, but hey, he was super proud of this. It's, a, it's actually it pretty great. big. Yeah, I got the green, uh, green, yeah. nice infield, little felt action. Yeah. Yes. So he has, uh, Reinhardt's coming, Hagbird's coming. Great. Uh, Willick, Willick. Okay. Uh, JQ. Not that that matters. Um, Peko is going. Mm -hmm. So I called. So he's got a nice little race going on, and he was, you know, he goes, he shows me all his banner placement, and he goes. There's no, where's the NNRC banner? I was like, I know I'm slacking. I need to have one. So I need do to you not have, do you not have a banner guy in Europe? You need one? No, I don't. But if you have one, yeah, LG, I, I don't even have a banner guy in America. So, oh, well, yeah. we can, we can get you a banner guy in America. And then collectively the people here on the podcast can help you get a banner guy in, yes. uh, you know, Europe. So. Yes. I would like to get some banners. I, I just bought some back home from my trip. So I wanted to touch on something real quick. Also, two couple of things. Invisible Speed online course with Alexander Hagbert has dropped. Ooh. So this is for you, Hefty. Oh, he is it for me? You should buy this. Oh, I should? He said you should buy it. And try I should. It out. And okay. He, Do I he, need to have a car with shocks? Is that a requirement? I mean, it's supposed to be about just 10 scale, online, uh, 10 scale touring car. Okay. So... He's dropped the online course of that. All the video is done by Hagberg. So it's explained in right. by him and all that stuff. And JQ's put it all together. He does a great a job with those videos. 
Well, this is a module of the the Invisible Speed online course. So yeah. he, he's this is the beautiful thing about this course is that it's going to it grows. So he can have a ten scale on touring car. Then that can yeah. you know that's the online section that maybe, goes there. Maybe what we should do is make a uh, as an Invisible Speed course on twelve scales, and you know we could we could uh, you know All help the- help people out with that because the the twelve scale worlds is coming to uh, Beachline. In mm, yes. early November 2023, and um, you know this car right now at the moment, uh, this is one of these Automatics A12 cars. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, just look at the top top tippity top of all these A mains. Well, he's running an Automatics right car too. He says his car is really good, mm-hmm. and his girl is not to come last. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, hopefully he doesn't. If and if he does, we can make fun of him. It'll be great. Yes, all the time. But dead fucking last. Hopefully so, he does. <laughs> also, I just have to keep promo Invisible Speed. If you buy the course prior to the end of the month, so you have a few days. Okay. You can also be put in a competition to win either a Mayako MX8 built to David Ronafalk specs. Or, does that include one of those motors that you can't get? No. That, that, that are supposed to be on for sale very soon. Uh-huh. Don't worry. They signed it extra saucy at RCGP. And also, or you can win an MBXR spec built by Robert Battier. So you can win either of those, and actually two people will win. So the first person to win will get the pick of either either, and then the person who gets second place will get whatever's left. Whatever's so, the leftovers. Yeah. Yes, nice. They get this. I mean, there's a pretty, some pretty good leftovers, if you ask me. Yeah. Uh, so that competition is going on to the 31st of October. Sign up for the online course. They just dropped the Alexander Hagberg course. Uh, module as well for all you 10 scale guys so get out there it's a so what, great what's the difference between the basic course and the full course i think the full course comes like with discord server and all this type of stuff oh uh, maybe all of the modules as well okay so the basic course is basic yeah like so, camber caster not yeah failing. it's still it's still a work in progress he hasn't finished everything uh, so he's still got, he's got all the video. It's just about editing it all up and putting it together. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, JQ, how he finds time to do all that stuff, but he does. And yeah, I don't know, but so, th- those courses look really cool. Yes. Uh, we'd like to definitely get more people doing it. And then of course we're going to be doing the camps her starting in South America. Also, I I'm, you know, I'm recording this. I'm going to record, uh, uh, masters of dirt wrap up with Brent and Lucas, but I went to this race, and I just have to say, because this, I'm probably going to release this uh, on a separate, like probably today, and just release it separately. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Like I went to this race, I got in you some, got to in, see in, some stock racing, right? Yes, and well, I think the track was really badass too. By the way, like it had a jump that separated stock and mod, but I yep. got to see these young stock guys run, and oh my god, they are these cars are extremely fast. Mm-hmm. Like Shimmel, well, was, some are. Yes. Okay. So I did see that. So I'm going to tell that story real quick. Just, but I, I enjoyed the, I enjoyed the race. I enjoyed the format. I enjoyed the 10 minute mains. The atmosphere of the race was really great. Um, I don't know I how enjoyed, they did 10 minute mains in stock. The cars must have slowed down. They like, did. Some people had some fade, like, but yeah. those guys that the top guys didn't, they seemed to do well. Uh, I met all these young stock guys or not younger, my, you know, mm-hmm. stock racers and they knew me. A lot of them knew me and I was excited about that. But I'm geeking out on it. I, okay, I'm I'm converted. I like it. You know, I'm gonna say it. There you go. I like stock, and yeah. I have. Well, I, I think the reality is like, 
mod and off-road is just so fast. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, most people can run a stock car and go faster than they can in mod. Well, I mean, Shimo was going to qualify like seventh in the A main. Mm-hmm. Which is I'm pretty like, good. <laughs> and his car was so good. Like, his car was so fast. So I did see, and he was good. Uh, but I was like, who's this red and blue car? This doesn't look like it has any power. Mm-hmm. Then when I realized who it was, and then it still didn't click what you said about him on the previous podcast. I did see mm-hmm. the lack of power in Templeman's car, but he still drove really well. If we could get that guy a motor, he would be multi-time national champion. <laughs> hey, I thoroughly enjoyed it. This now gives me a lot more content to I could go. I want to interview these young guys. I want to. I want to. They have, you know, they have personalities. They, they're. It's a whole level of competition. See, I've been looking at stock as a intermediate sportsman type of class. Yeah, you're, you're, you're calling it the filler class, the funster stuff. Right, but it's, it's not. It's, it's a separate class. I understand why you can run stock and mod. I understand one hundred percent. No, it's not a problem for me. Yeah. So and you know we we understand like you know coming over from eight scale. Mm-hmm. You know, where all the cars are the same and it's really yes. just about like either skill or motivation or sandbaggery as to which, you know, grouping you get up in. Right. Uh, you know, and you definitely see a lot of guys. There's a few that are just sandbagging the crap out of it. Uh, right. I'm not going to name names because, you know, honestly, I don't go to eight scale races, but I can tell you. No, it but um, like yeah, that. it's 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 not about skill. It's about it's not about sponsorship. It's it's a class. It's a whole. It's like Truggy or Eat Buggy or anything yeah. else. It's just like that. And now that I look at it like that, I I don't like the name stock, so I'm gonna be fighting to change that. I'm uh, sure that's gonna come with resistance. Change. I know. Yeah, but I enjoyed it. They th- these young guys, they're just as competitive as the the, and it's just so much compa- competition. Yeah, you know. So these are like the young superstars of stock and. I, I thank them for allowing me in their world. And uh, in, in case people didn't know, I'm off to Florida Carpet Championships too in two weeks' time. So I'm happy about that. Thank you to Daniel and TJ. They contacted me. And Danny, I worked with Danny. And I got to say thanks to Brent for helping, for getting me there. And I um, I had a blast. If you ever want to go to a nice dirt or clay race, race and it's going to be fun, really fun, go to Masters of Dirt next year. Really and th- that facility, they have a, a nice outdoor track too, right? Well, not on the facility, but okay. they have a uh, separate. That's where we had the RCGP. Yeah. So it's Badlands. Actually, you could race outdoor 10 scale there. Mm-hmm. It's not that big. So How, f- and- how far is it uh, away from the... 20 minutes. Okay, that's not that bad. So, so it's not that bad. Uh, so it's right there. And it's a nice facility. It's got good clay and all that stuff. So it was great. The track was... Lucas done a really good job. Like just... There's jumping up the steps. Oh man, Aiden Horn in the four-wheel drive main was just mm-hmm. the only one who would jump up these steps and land. And like he was, he, oh, was that on uh, the that that was from the driver's stand perspective? That was on the left hand side? Yes. Yeah. Right left hand corner. You went up and then came down. So Aiden was the only person in four wheel drive that was jumping in, in the main and every lap clearing it up to the top. Yeah. And he overtook people and made up a lot of time there. Must he probably had some big stink, huh? He, yeah. that kid is that young man is awesome. He is he is blossoming like a like a caterpillar to a butterfly. Okay. Yes, he's no, he's, right. but his personality is awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. His, uh, it, he's not his a stuff spirit, at the not, worlds was fantastic. Right. Well, he you're was, asking him how did he do? I I sucked. You know, whatever. You know, he was blatant about it. It was great. Yeah, he's at RCDP. He's awesome, and 
he he's awesome. So I had a good time. We're gonna do a whole re- recap of that with uh, Brent and Lucas. But I wanted to talk to you about Onward, and uh, we've been talking. Oh, and I think I think we actually have some winners of the two batteries. So yeah, I think so. I finally Great. think we have some winners. I'm gonna have to go find them and then contact them. Yeah, let's send it. And uh, don't forget, guys, this is some Padal USA batteries. Check them out. Um, hey, go see, go check them out. Sumpadallusa.com. Check them out. Get your batteries. There we go. No shameless plug because you're a sponsor of this event. You're you're an advertiser. Look, look at all that sexiness. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, you know it, it powers national champions. It powers Ifmar World Champions. It powers Efra Champions. They power uh, ETS Champions. You know, like it is power you, champions. You wonder where everyone else buys their batteries. <laughs> cut out the middleman there you all. go there you go hefty it has been a good chat uh yeah. i guess we'll get back together i think in the new year you're gonna be on anytime there's any 10 scale onward stuff and what, corporate whatever you want to do man we we're we're gonna find a way to hook it up and you People know for enjoy me, you having on having you on her that's great i you know I, i'm i'm happy to, to talk some shit and uh you know it's a good time um you know, and we'll, uh, my first big race of the year is going to be Snowbird Nationals down in Ooh, Florida. So we're definitely going to need you one after that. Yeah. And it should be good because uh, last year the X-ray team came in and whooped the ass. Ooh. And um, we're not, we're not having that this year. So it so should be, like, oh, <laughs> it should be a really good race this year. Um, like that race and the ass whooping we got uh, has motivated me to just start running touring car again. Because I've just been working on these little 12 scales because I really like 12 scale. And um, yeah, so we're going to make sure, you know, none of that silliness happens this year. So. Sweet. Sweet. All right, Hefty. Well, thank you for your time. Thank you for everything. I appreciate it. It was a great chat as usual. And um, you have a good day, man. All right. Thanks, Lefty. Be good. Sweet. Later. Cool. And that's our podcast for today. Thank you to Hefty for all his time. I greatly appreciate you coming on and talking on road with me. You're making me appreciate the on road class. Just like I learned at 10 scale this past weekend, this stuff's fun. I love it. I want to get to a big on road race at some point. Congratulations to everybody that podiumed and done well. Good to see. Good luck to everybody attending Runner Fox race this weekend. I hope it's a good race. I hope to get some video. Check it out. He said he's going to send me some video. Good luck, Joseph. How you do well as well, but Pecco should beat you. And, uh, also, you know what? I forgot to say this, but happy birthday to our good buddy, Arrogant Max. Today, as I'm recording, it's his birthday. He went 22 years old. If you remember, he's, he's going to be on next week. Uh, Max is still young. He's only 22. I know he seems like he's a lot older. He definitely thinks he's a lot older. But yeah, happy birthday to you, little buddy. You've been one of my best friends. It's good to know you. Even, you know, you're like a little brother to me. I hope you enjoy your day. And I look forward to catching up with you next week. Happy birthday, arrogant one. Happy birthday, Barry Baker's son, Max Moore. Uh, thank you guys for tuning in. I hope you guys in the owner world like what we're doing. We're dabbling, we're dibbling, we're dabbling. We're trying to be more eclectic with the podcast. Sir. We greatly appreciate any support you guys come by. Remember, hit that sub, that notification button, that like button on YouTube. Leave a comment, dislike button, whatever you want to do. If you listen to us on the audio side of things, you know, leave a review, share. We need all of that. Help us watch our socials, join our TikTok, follow us on Instagram, follow us on Facebook. Ooh, we got 5,000 likes on the Facebook. Finally, that's great. 
subs on the YouTube channels up were like 3,200. Let's try and get 4,000 by the end of the year, please. Um, yeah, everything's good. I'm excited. I'm happy to be back. I got lots to talk about. It's going to be a lot of podcasts coming, so be aware. And um, yeah, don't forget Florida Carpet Championship is coming up for me. So looking forward to that. And uh, remember, if you're a company looking to support or advertising a podcast, hit me up. We're going to have our sponsor stuff out shortly, another week or so before I leave. With that said, also don't remember the Invisible Speed deal. Invisible Speed uh, and the online course, you can buy that and you'll have uh, a chance to win either MBX, a Mayako MX-8 built by David Ronnefalk or an MBX-4 built by Robert Batty. So thank you to all the sponsors. Without them, we can't do this. Thank you to all of the NNRC squad around the world. Without you guys, we can't do this. Keep sharing. It's great to meet new people and make new uh, friends in RC. Shout out to the patrons of the RC of the NNRC. You guys get the silly season, uh, silly season speculation podcast, I'm going to call it. And of course, thank you to these awesome companies that are Invisible Speed. .net, TZO 200 Tires, TNR Fuels, High Tech RC, cha- Powering Champions, Mayako, the hashtag Mayako Movement, Techno RC, Lugs Racing Tires, Papa Willis Traction Tonic for all your tronic, uh, traction needs, G-Spec RC Tuning, Sumpadal USA, thank you Hefty, Racecraft USA, Clinic RC, RCGP, House of RC, shout out to Ronafalk, Track Looks Badass, shout out to Tebow, Hagberg, and Robert Badier. Thank you guys for all your support. Nitro is the glory. E-Buggy pays the bill. 10 scale pays the, pays for the skills. And 10 scale on roads pretty badass too. With that said, Lefty out. <laughs>